Welcome to the Salty Stat Bros Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle, alongside my co-host, Brandon, and today marks the completion of week 10 of the college basketball season. Brandon, let's get started on last week's recap. Yeah, let's get started with the Big 12. And since you're tired of me always attacking you, how about I just start an argument? Kansas is still winning, thanks to Allen Fieldhouse. I think they should have had two losses this past week, but home court advantage saved them 100% in my opinion. Well, I home court advantage is absolutely a thing at Allen Fieldhouse. I will give you that. Kansas has over 300 wins at home under Bill Self's career there, and he has, I believe, 16 losses at home during his time at Kansas. So there's absolutely a home court effect for Kansas. Uh, You're saying that Kansas is being carried by home court advantage and that they wouldn't be nearly as good without it. I disagree, but we can save a little bit of that, a little bit of that for later. Uh, But this Kansas team, man, they look so good right now. Dude, they should be two and three in conference play. If this was a COVID year and there wasn't any fans. Well, like you said, they're clo- they're closing their games out. They're finishing what they started. They're not losing. Their fans are overpowering their opponents. Yeah, for them. <laughs> Which, yeah, if I was a coach, I would pack this arena or fieldhouse, whatever you have at your school, and do that because were you watching either the Oklahoma or Iowa State game? Um, bits and pieces, but oh my! I mean, gosh, those fans were not... so loud. Yes, it was insane. Yes, that is correct. But then again, it's not like Kansas is completely failing without the fans. They're not being dominated in, in any way, shape, or form. It's just a close game that tends to fall their way at home. That's all I see out of these games. <laughs> yeah, it's falling their way thanks to him. But anywho. Kansas State lost a game. Um, so Kansas State, Texas, Iowa State, all one loss, which Iowa State should not be a one-loss team, but that's my opinion. Uh, Texas Tech and West Virginia don't have any wins in Big 12 play. Do you see them either of them getting a win this week? This week? I mean, it's a good question. I would love to see both those teams get a win. I would love to see all the Big 12 make the tournament. Will that happen? I don't know. So West Virginia has TCU at home this week and Texas at home this week. So they have two home opportunities. I think West Virginia can pull it off versus TCU. Uh, but I don't think that there'll be Texas at home. So I do see West Virginia getting a win this week. In Texas Tech, they play Baylor and they play at Kansas State. I don't know if they're going to get either one of those. Baylor's been kind of skidding recently. Baylor wants to pick it up. They're ranked again. Uh, I think that Baylor will be determined to win at Texas Tech in state rivals. So I see West Virginia getting one win this week, and uh, I see Texas Tech getting zero. Yeah, that's very fair. I This conference is so loaded, it's insane. But the top half... Definitely is clear cut in my opinion for the Big Twelve because yep. Texas is on a roll. TCU dominated Kansas State, and then Iowa State and Kansas have been elite this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Big Twelve is 
Definitely a happening. Yeah. Um, SEC, your team yes. is a happening. SEC. So it's been a fun year in the SEC. It hasn't been as clear cut as I thought it would be. Uh, there's a lot more kind of mixing in the middle of the conference. Uh, but one team that is not mixing with the rest of the conference at all is the Alabama Crimson Tide. Uh, the tide is high in Tuscaloosa. Alabama is peaking every single week. They won by 40 this weekend versus LSU. Uh, if you're a Tide fan, it doesn't get any better than this. Uh, additionally, Kentucky uh, came out and gave Alabama the sole lead of the SEC right now, uh, handing Tennessee a loss at Thompson Bowling Arena, uh, which really surprised me after Kentucky's been so lackluster this year uh, and losing even at home to South Carolina. That shocked me. Um, so overall, Kentucky is really two-faced right now. You don't know if you're going to get the team that lost to South Carolina at home or the one that will go to Knoxville and get a win. We have no idea what the rest of the year is going to hold. Another team I want to bring attention to is Florida. Uh, we've not talked a lot about Florida this year. They haven't been spectacular. Uh, Florida has a lot of losses. But if you notice, Florida doesn't have any bad losses. They have seven losses. Most of those came uh, early in the season to non-conference opponents and like non-conference tournaments. Uh, they lost to Texas A&M and SEC play earlier this year, uh, but they just, they're on a three-game win streak now where they beat Georgia, they beat LSU at LSU, and they took down Missouri at home. So Florida's looking to get uh, in the right direction. They got Texas A&M again uh, this week, and they're on the road at Mississippi State. So overall, I would say by this Florida team. They haven't lost anything awful yet. Um, until they do, I think you can hang on to this team to sneak in the tournament as a 10 seed. And here's a question for you, Brandon. There are two undefeated teams in the SEC. Uh, correction from earlier, Alabama's not the only one. There are two. Uh, the other one is Texas A&M. Do you think they're legit right now? No. No? I mean, we had this argument last year where you were like, Texas A&M should be in. Texas A&M should be in. They should have. That still bothers me to no end because I didn't even think that they were a first four out team. But that's my two cents worth. So that part is kind of carrying over from last year where I'm just annoyed by you in regards to Texas A&M. But I don't (laughs) see anything... Uh, too strong in regards to Texas A&M. I mean, they have five losses in non-conference play, correct? Yep. Um, so they weren't really too firepower. They lost to Murray State, who's been decent, so it's not really a bad loss. Um, mm-hmm. Colorado, not really the bad loss, but also Colorado is hit or miss, so if you allow them to hit... Little bit of a tough break, but then Boise State yep. always has an insane regular season. Memphis is in bad loss. Wolford is a bad loss. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say that's a bad loss. So yep. one and a half bad losses, two and a half bad losses. Yeah. The the tough part with Texas AM is they're four and in SEC play, which on paper looks really good. Uh but the caveat to that is they're four SEC opponents so far at Florida. Versus LSU versus Missouri at South Carolina. Not a whole lot of substance there when you compare that to the rest of the conference right now. You have teams like Alabama, Tennessee, uh, Auburn, 
you could even say Kentucky now that they're kind of back on the right track. Arkansas, uh, they haven't played any of these teams yet. Yeah, and if you look at their schedule and what they did last year, you could easily convince yourself that they could lose like six or seven of these next games in a row versus Florida at Kentucky at Auburn versus Vandy because Vandy is two and two in conference play. So they're really a team to sleep on. I don't think they're a tournament team, but then at Arkansas versus Georgia versus Auburn at LSU, they have a tough stretch coming up and they're going to fade very quickly for me. Yeah. Yep. That makes sense. Jump from the East over to the West and the PAC 12 Brandon, what happened this week? Uh, UCLA clear cut favorites because Oregon absolutely destroyed Arizona. So that's, that means Arizona has three losses in conference play to Utah, Washington state and Oregon. And Utah apparently can't win against a good team since they've beat Arizona because they've lost to Oregon, UCLA, and USC, which if you're a top-tier team, you need win at least one of those. But they didn't even come within 10 of any of those. The closest was versus Oregon, a 10-point loss. So, I mean, Oregon's trending up, but... It's going to be tough for them to get in without an automatic bid because they're still ten and eight overall. But yep. I mean, Arizona State is six and one, and they seem to be the closest thing that UCLA has to a threat at the moment. Um, but I mean, USC did have a bounce back week with wins versus Colorado and versus Utah, so that could be getting them on the right track to give UCLA a contest, but. I think UCLA is going to have a perfect Pac-12 season. That would be really interesting if they did. If they went, they ran the table in the Pac-12, probably get a one seed in the tournament at that point. Uh, I'm excited about where UCLA is headed right now. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, I don't. I can't wait for UCLA to be in the Big Ten to have tougher competition because yep. there's a lot of bad teams in this Pac-12. Yeah, I mean, Colorado is hit or miss. You could drop 100 and they score 20 on you, and it really wouldn't surprise me. Cal somehow has more wins than I expected. Oregon State somehow has more wins than expected. Stanford somehow is the unluckiest team in the country. <laughs> <laughs> Stanford is a train wreck, so UC Irvine's coach is definitely going to be Stanford's new head coach next year. Uh, you heard it here first, so <laughs> I'm not I'm going to keep saying that. it. I'm going not to keep argue saying with it. That. Yeah, that, I could see it. So he's a really good coach out there at UC Irvine. Done a lot of work the last few years, but we'll see where that takes us. Uh, moving to the Big Ten now, uh, the Big Ten. Uh, has been the year of the bubble. Let's go with that. Uh, there really isn't much to look at in this Big Ten and say, oh, this is going to be a really good team in March. Uh, there's a lot of teams that are like good but not great. Uh, you've got teams like Michigan, Iowa, Northwestern, Penn State, Illinois, Wisconsin, Indiana, Ohio State. I mean, those are all teams that are they're good, but they're not anything special. Um, 
a lot of bubble content in this uh, Big Ten right now. Uh, one team I didn't mention in that uh, that just earned a ranking this week is Rutgers. Uh, do you think they're le- legit? I think the Big Ten name is making them legit because it you have two, maybe three teams that could possibly, with the right path, get into the Sweet 16. You have anywhere from four to basically this entire conference that could be in the tournament, thanks to the name. So when you're up at the top, which they're in second at five and two in conference play, you kind of get labeled as legit. So I could see them getting like a five seed and losing first round. Um, They are a hamster on steroids, I guess is the best way I put them. (laughs) They're small and insignificant, but you inject them with superhero powers and they're going to go crazy on you. So, and they've done it versus Purdue twice in the the last two years. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. (laughs) Their worst losses versus Temple, which if you really dig into it, could be considered a decent loss. But I mean, losses to Miami, Ohio State, CN Hall, Iowa, those are all bubble teams. So it's like not losses that you want. But I mean, when you back it up with wins versus Wake and Purdue, you're kind of balancing things out. So yep. yeah, first round loss for Rutgers. That's all I have to say about them. Yeah, I agree with you. Like a five seed in the tournament sounds very reasonable for them right now, given their position in the Big Ten. Uh, there's a lot of respect for the Big Ten nationwide. Uh, someone has to get those like four, five, six seeds out of the conference, and I think Rutgers is going to fill that hole. Yeah. Yep. I don't we'll know what else to say about the Big Ten. We'll go with that. It's the dumpster fire, in my opinion. But I, they're all going I, to be. Better than what they should be. I wholeheartedly agree. Uh, But moving on to the ACC, which has also been a bit of a dumpster (laughs) fire this year. Not quite as bad, uh, but still a lot of struggles. The ACC, the tables have turned this year. Uh, The top two teams in the ACC are not Duke, not North Carolina, not Virginia, not Miami. It's Clemson and Pitt. Clemson is 7-0 in ACC play. Did you expect that at the start of the year? Not 7-0, and oh, but uh, yeah, no. Uh, uh, they no. were definitely not a bottom feeder in the ACC by any means, but to be at the top of the conference, a conference that holds Duke, North Carolina, Virginia, Miami, like I just said, is really interesting. Uh, and speaking of you know Duke and North Carolina, both of them are 4-3. and three. They're in the middle of the conference standings right now. Uh, Virginia is five and two uh, in a four-way tie with Pitt, Miami, and Wake Forest for that position. Uh, overall, there's a lot more cast in the ACC than I thought there'd be. Uh, so it's going to be really interesting to see where the rest of the year takes us. I know two teams I thought would be a lot better, uh, Virginia Tech and Notre Dame, are both complete disappointments right now. They each have one win in the ACC right now, uh, 
and they're one win ahead of Louisville, who's 0-7. There are four teams that have only one conference win or fewer, uh, which is really bad at the bottom of the ACC, if you think about it. But one team I do want to talk to you about, Syracuse, is... Oh, there's actually there's five teams at five and two, not four. Uh, my bad. But Syracuse, are they in or are they out? They're five and two in the ACC, twelve and six overall. Uh, I'll get into this a little bit more with my top ten. They are actually tenth in my top ten, so they're statistically sound, but they don't have much substance. Because they're, they lost to St. John's, they lost to Bryant, they lost to Illinois, they lost to Pitt, they lost to Virginia. St. John's and isn't that bad, Colby. though, either, I gotta say. Still, they shouldn't be losing to St. John's, Colgate, or Bryant if you want to talk about Syracuse being Syracuse from a few years ago. Sure. So, But they're still statistically sound, so... They beat Boston College, they beat Louisville, they beat Virginia Tech, they beat Notre Dame twice. So they don't really have a good win, to be fair. Well, they don't have a good win, period, because their best win, maybe not Georgetown, maybe Notre Dame, maybe Virginia Tech. (laughs) Those Those are not good wins. No, they aren't. So as much as I like the Syracuse team, they need to win their next two for me to fully bite on them. I'm going bite on them now because they are 10th in my formula, but they need this win at Miami to be in the tournament. Otherwise, yeah. They'll have more tests too later in the year. I mean, in February they're going to play. Uh, they'll play at Clemson, which is turning out to be a high quality game. They'll be playing at Pitt as well, which will be a high quality game. Uh, they got a couple good home games in there too. So I think that Syracuse definitely won't escape the ACC untested this year. Um, so we should know kind of what to expect come March. We just don't know yet. Yeah, that that basically explains. The ACC. Chaotic mess. Absolutely. But we'll figure out more. But anywho, Big East. (laughs) UConn was supposed to be dominating the Big East, and they have fallen off the face of the earth, basically. They are 4-4 and in conference play. So did Dan Hurley kind of pad their off-season schedule? No, I, I have no idea. I, this UConn team just has me rubbing my forehead all the time. I just don't know what to think about them anymore because they shot to the top of the rankings at the start of the year, uh, and now they're just they seem complacent in the Big East. I don't know what the right word is. They just don't. They're just not pushing themselves anymore, and they got their butts handed to them at home versus St. John's. Yeah. Four and four in conference play. They are the equivalent of Cian Hall, if you want to put it based on record in the Big East. And yeah, nobody is high on Cian Hall. They're 11 and eight overall. And I mean, you can beat UNC Wilmington, which is a decent mid major. They beat Oregon, which 
Oregon isn't really all that great. They beat Alabama, who's a great team. They beat Iowa State, who's a great team. They beat Oklahoma State, who's a decent team. They beat Florida, who's a good team. But then they also kind of pad themselves on the back with Long Island, Delaware State, Stonehill on their schedule. (laughs) They can't beat a top half of the conference team in the Big East. Yep. Yeah. It's just, yeah, a brutal start to the Big East uh, for UConn. Hopefully, if you're a Huskies fan, it's just a midseason crisis and you'll get over it. But uh, this hasn't been pretty. It's a Dan Hurley crisis. (laughs) It's Dan Hurley. There's no other way to explain them except for Dan Hurley as their coach. I agree. Because if they had a guy like Shaka Smart who is taking this team to 14 and five overall six and two in conference play their best player is cam jones just let that sink in cam jones Mm -hmm. i'm not saying he's a bad player yeah but sophomore cam jones who most people if you ask who cam jones was could not say he is a college basketball player he's leading your team with 15.8 points per game Do I need to keep on explaining Marquette? No. Shaka Smart is carrying this team. uh, Marquette looks a lot like Providence right now, honestly. Uh, Both of them weren't picked to be overly high in the Big East this year. Uh, Providence 6-1, Marquette 6-2, right behind Xavier at 7-0 in the conference. Watch out. And then there's Georgetown. (laughs) (laughs) Who hasn't won a conference game in over a year. Oh, my God. They didn't win one last year, so it's been like two years now. Yeah. Yeah. They're coming up on like 700 days. They might be over 700 days since their last conference win. Fire Ewing. Why haven't you done that yet, Georgetown? Do you want to win every game again? Big booster. (laughs) Big booster, big recruiter. He's beloved by all he did as a player. Yeah, and then he leads you to an 0-18 conference play season. Twice, if they continue at this pace. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it, yeah. Enough said with that. Uh, he, he just needs to step down, to be fair. Yes. yes Save yes. himself the dignity. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Moving on from that. So, the AP poll was released today, Monday, January 16th. Uh a lot of the ranked teams lost this last week. So there were a lot of big changes. What are your thoughts on the AP poll, Brandon? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's great. I have nothing to complain about whatsoever on here. But I do have things to complain about because it doesn't feel right. But also, I can't really criticize it too much. Um, I know you hate it. I could tell just by that big old sigh you gave. So I'll let you get into every single thing wrong with this for or AP top. Oh five. yes. This AP poll feels like somebody pooped in your sandwich and didn't tell you and just gave it to you. It looks great on the outside. <laughs> and then you look at the middle and it's like, Oh my God, this is gross. So the top 10 looks just fine to me. I think that top four didn't move. 
perfect. Uh, UCLA five, Gonzaga six, Texas seven. All good with me. Next three teams also. What about Tennessee? Uh, was... Kick them out. They lost to a terrible Kentucky team. Is Kentucky that bad, though? <laughs> yes, they are that bad. I don't quite see that. Uh, I think Tennessee losing four spots, especially at the top of the rankings, isn't that bad. Um, top of the rankings should be a bit more sticky anyways. Uh, but you go to Arizona. Arizona lost by more than Tennessee uh, to a, a far worse team out in the Pac-12, and they only lost two spots. I'm just saying, they should have fallen to at least 15. That was Arizona ridiculous to me. Tennessee. <laughs> so that was a long time Tennessee. ago. That was a long time <laughs> ago. Uh, the other thing I want to point out, Auburn went up five spots for doing literally nothing impressive this week. Uh, ridiculous. Connecticut took a hit, as we talked about, nine spots. That was a bit excessive, honestly. I think St. John's is better than people think. Uh so, yes, UConn should have fallen to maybe 12, 13, but 15 is a bit too much. Uh, Charleston is my last thing I want to talk about. Charleston is 18-1. and one. That's really good. But do they win convincingly? No. Uh, this team out of the Colonial, they, yes, they're winning their games, but they, they're at 18 in the AP poll. They're above teams like Clemson, who's 7-0 in the ACC. Marquette, we just talked about. He's afraid about how good they've been this year. Six and two in the Big East. Even Baylor, uh, five lost Baylor out of the Big Twelve, ultra competitive conference. And Charleston's above all three of those in the AP poll right now. Uh, I do like Charleston. I like uh, how they play, but they are overvalued. And then you get to twenty-one to twenty-five. Uh, again, very reasonable. Like the top ten. Uh, that was the other half of the poopy sandwich. Um, <laughs> You get some sneaky teams in there. Providence, Rutgers, Florida Atlantic. I like it. I wouldn't rank uh, Arkansas, to be fair. But also, NC State, definitely yeah. not. I would put Mary's, NC State maybe? in. Yeah, or, Sa- or Arizona yeah. State. Yeah. I, the next four out, I wish they were ranked, but there's no room next for them. Five NC out. State. Nah, Illinois isn't there yet. <laughs> NC State, St. Mary's, Arizona State, New Mexico. I think all four of those are right there to be ranked. Illinois, Illinois has worked 23 in the coaches poll. To be fair, they are there. Yeah, but it's it's Illinois. They had a traumatic experience losing their five-star guard. And yeah, they have he just come back better. He just quit the team. How, how does that show you're a good team? Because they were trying to help a player that needed help. And they were trying to boost his confidence, help him get achieve his dreams. By they just sacrificing their and flushing own him down the toilet. Talent. They sacrificed their own talent, their own skill, their own record to try and help this guy who Dude, you gotta be a really unhelpable. bad team if you're just throwing your players down the toilet like that. They didn't throw him down the toilet. He quit on his own because he realized he's not built for the NBA. He quit Kentucky for a reason as well. He quit Kentucky before even playing a single game, before going to a single practice. All I'm saying is I don't buy Illinois. I buy Illinois hard and heavy, so... I know. 
I mean, I know. Saying. They have a lot of so, skill. They have a lot of talent, and they've gotten better without Sky Clark. So yeah. And what titles? What March titles do they have to show for that? In the they last have five years, the most overrated center holding them back. They have a second round exit as a one seed. They have a first or a second round exit as a four seed. We'll see if you're right this year. Uh, that's a bold statement to say about Kofi Coburn. Um, so, dude, he had we'll wait and see. Terrible stamina. He would go up and down the court twice, and he would be panting. You could like also argue that you could also argue that he was saving that team's butt with the twenty How? points per game. Uh, by being a force on the inside that you had to double team every time you got the ball. Dude, you couldn't look guard at Danger. Him. Danger and Hawkins. 10.4 and 10.1. Way more stamina. Same production level. You're not going to convince me otherwise. I think it's best we move on to uh, our rankings for the week. Okay. Let's go. I've already started with my top 10. You know my 10th team is Syracuse, so I'm going to go first. Uh, 10 Syracuse, 9 LSU, which I can't stand, 8 Xavier, 7 Alabama, 6 American, which I can't stand because they are failing miserably, 5 Virginia, 4 Oral Roberts, 3 Florida Atlantic, 2 Georgia, or not Georgia, Gonzaga, and number 1 Kansas. Checks out. And I can't believe American's still six in your formula. I I don't know. I could try my best, but it's data, so I can't really do anything about it. Yeah. They are a good clutch team. So Is that what holds LSU up to? Yep. LSU is also I mean, McMahon always has good solid clutch teams. He's a really good coach, so you know yep. his teams are going to be dominant in clutch. So. Yeah, because their uh, defense didn't look too hot in Tuscaloosa this weekend. You so. definitely did not, but so goes life. Yeah, well, and we'll see how they play the rest of the year. LM is a good team. It's an exception. They won't have teams like that all the time in the SEC. Agreed. So, my top ten. Starting at number 10, I have Arkansas at 10. I have 9, Purdue. 8, I have Houston. 7, I have UConn. 6, UCLA. 5, Xavier. 4, Iowa State. 3, Alabama. 2, I have Kansas. And Gonzaga has reclaimed the number one spot this week by a razor-thin margin. Kansas, or not Kansas, Gonzaga is playing the best team basketball that I have ever seen them play. I agree. I, I'm i not even mad about them being number one anymore because they played three they of their it. five hardest games in conference play already at San Fran, at Santa Clara, at BYU. Uh, and they were put pressure. They had pressure on them the whole time uh, in all those games. And they found a way to win every single one. I, I still think that St. Mary's is going to win this conference. Because St. Mary's is a good team. Yeah, they look really like, good. All the way around. They kept Houston within five. 
They yep. kept New Mexico when New Mexico was undefeated within four. They only lost to Washington by four, and Washington's a good team, but they beat Oral Roberts. They beat North Texas. They beat San Diego State. They beat all these different teams. They're yep. solid teams. So for a mid-major, they're a good team. Yeah, St. Mary's is 27 in my formula too, so they're right there, tournament caliber. They should win their first-round matchup. Um, and yeah, we'll see where it takes them. Yeah, so I'm excited to see how these teams will play each other in the West Coast Conference tournament. Yeah, well, to be fair, Santa Clara could win the tournament. Mm-hmm. So could so, uh, San Francisco, honestly. They're one and five in conference play. Uh, you didn't hear that from me. <laughs> I mean, they are a good team. They're just they are a good things. team. They're just trying to get things ironed out because yep. it's a new coach trying to figure out West Coast Conference. Yep. And um, I mean, Santa Clara, you talked about. The other team I have not thought about too much in the West Coast Conference is Loyola Marymount. They're 13-7 on the year, 500 in the West Coast Conference. I wouldn't say they're a top team, but they're certainly a threat to, to win. I like how you avoid saying BYU and go for Loyola Marymount instead. Well, BYU isn't as good, so they're fourteen and seven. They've won one more game, and they're better in conference play at four and two. Nope. <laughs> I I might be biased. I might not be biased. Uh, we'll leave it at that. Okay. What are your thoughts on BYU? Give me a holistic approach to BYU in the West Coast Conference. Overvalued. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I mean, it. They, they I haven't knew really it. I freaking knew it. Beat A by their best wins are Dayton when they were dealing with injuries and trying to get over their slump. Creighton dealing with injuries, illness, whatever, and their slump. Utah, who we've already say, stated, are overrated. So outside of those three, their best win is maybe maybe at San Diego maybe maybe Maybe. that's yeah yeah enough said BYU overvalued I I just wanted to throw that in because based on your logic you were very much overlooking BYU but I do else because you can't stand BYU but (laughs) (laughs) yeah they're <laughs> winning more games by one than Loyola Marymount. And they are full game ahead of Loyola Marymount in conference now, let play. Me, let me ask this. Who won the head-to-head matchup between BYU and Loyola Marymount? Loyola Marymount. Oh, oh, oh. Are you surprised? <laughs> but who kept Gonzaga closer? Wait, Loyola Marymount hasn't even played them, have they? Nope. That's no. this week. But I do think BYU will hold them closer. BYU, yeah. They held them to within one. And yep. Gonzaga had to pull that one out. They mm-hmm. fought like crazy to win that game. So Yeah. Gonzaga's fighting like hell for it. So I I definitely am excited to see where this team uh, keeps going. Um, 
it's the first time I felt like Gonzaga has kind of a motivation to win those close games. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they aren't talented or as talented as previous teams. So they aren't relying on talent. They actually have to play good teamwork. They have to actually head down focus and win these games. I mm-hmm. think they're going to win or they're probably going to lose two or three games before the tournament. They'll be around a three, four seed, which will be fair in my opinion for the first time in like five years. I'll have yep. Gonzaga as a fair ranking, but they actually could be a legit elite eight team as a three, four seed. Yeah. Which it absolutely shocks me that I'm saying this, but same, honestly, I would never have believed that, but they, yeah, if they have the teamwork, which you need, I mean, it's not, it's not talent that wins you March Madness. It's the teamwork. Look at St. Peter's. Yeah. So you also need a guy yeah, named it, Doug on your team. Do they yes, have a guy exactly. named Doug on their team? I don't think so. That's no, what's holding no. them back. <laughs> we'll see. They have a Drew. Hey, it's, it's, Is that it's, close it's the enough? missing piece. It's, yeah, exactly. He's got a cool mustache, too. I mean, maybe Nolan? Is that a name that could carry the oh, team yep, for a big it three? It must be. A Nolan. It must be. Nolan. Yep. We'll go with Nolan that. Hickman. <laughs> so That's on their team. We, I'm looking at yeah. the roster. Yes. Yes, I hear you. Uh, <laughs> I can't deal with you, dude. Moving on. Week 11 preview. Uh, we have a few of our, our top games for this week. Um, not all the good games, of course, but just kind of our, our favorites. So I'll go ahead and start. Read them off to you. Uh, we'll go back and forth. Uh, the first game, who are you picking, Kansas or Kansas State? Kansas State. Uh, I'm doing that just because you want to pick Kansas, and I just want there to be a clash. I think I picked Kansas in our pick'em game, so just kind of BSing you yeah. for that one. But um, Texas-Iowa State. <laughs> Iowa State. I'm a believer in the Cyclones this year. My formula says so. Uh, what I've seen out of this team, I'm all in on Iowa State right now. Go TJ. Yes, sir. Clemson at Wake Forest. Wake Forest. I like this Wake Forest team. I don't know mm-hmm. why. I'm not a Wake Forest fan. I usually don't like Wake Forest teams, but there's Steve something Forbes. about them this year. It's Just, Steve Forbes. I don't know. Could be. But I also don't really like Steve Forbes, so. Uh, Nevada at Boise State. Nevada. Uh, Nevada is they're in the twenties of my formula. They're ex- they are twenty two of my formula right now. Uh, they've been climbing all this time. Uh, go Nevada. I'm trusting the formula. Fair enough. Next up, Providence at Marquette. Marquette. Still not sold on the Friars, so Marquette. I think it'll be tough for him to win at Marquette, honestly. Friars are the way Marquette's playing right now. Tough place to win at. And Marquette's just been having a good start to conference play. They look sound um, all around, just kind of yeah, smooth sailing for Marquette. Yeah, there. Uh, Arkansas at Missouri. (laughs) Uh, This game. 
SEC matchup, two teams that are failing at the start of conference play. It's at Missouri. I'm taking Missouri at home. Fair enough. Here's one for you. Big 12, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma. They're so underrated. As much as I like Oklahoma State, Oklahoma's a good team. Mm-hmm. Um, USC at Arizona. Can Arizona pa- bounce back, or will USC continue their winning? Arizona's going to bounce back. I'm taking the Wildcats at home. Fair enough. Miami at Duke. Miami. Easy. Duke is not a good team. <laughs> they fell in my formula this week, too. They're 36 now. so They're 95 in mine, so. Yeah. Yeah, that says it. Yep. TCU at Kansas. Can TCU pull off the upset? Nah. It's the Allen Fieldhouse energy that you just you can't deal with. Uh, Iowa State fell to it. Oklahoma fell to it. Oklahoma State fell to it. Kansas doesn't lose at home. Very true. And then here's one juggernaut battle of the Pac-12, UCLA at Arizona. UCLA by a mile and a half. I don't think Arizona will keep them within 10, even though it's at Arizona. (laughs) This team is figuring out how quickly they can become cold, which I was saying this entire time. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I want to see UCLA dominate. That sounds awesome to me. So, um, NC State at North Carolina. I'm going to say it. NC State. NC State, man. They just blew out Duke. They're on a roll. They beat Miami. Why not? You literally just became the poop sandwich that you were describing earlier. This is the end of the section. This is not the middle of the section. The poop sandwich is the middle. Fine. You just became a hanging turd. (laughs) Oh, my God. NC State. Go Wolfpack. They're terrible. (laughs) No, they're not. They're like 51 in my formula. Or no, they're 48 now. They're in the 200s for me. All right. Well, that's your formula. So go Wolfpack. You do you. <laughs> Your lost cause. Oh, Hopeless child. how I will prove you wrong. So that uh, is our our highlights for this week. Um, now we're going to jump into our Pick'em game, uh, which last week went absolutely horrible uh, for both of us. Uh, so week 10, I, or I, yeah, I guess for week 10, uh, I got one game right, one point right out of my six available points. Uh, I picked Campbell to beat, or no, I picked uh, South Carolina Upstate to beat Campbell. They lost to Campbell for my mid-major game. Uh, my underdog was Northwestern versus Rutgers. Northwestern didn't win. Uh, my road pick was Mizzou at Texas A&M. That didn't happen either. Brandon gave me the glorious Wisconsin at Indiana, and I got that game right. So that's my one point for last week. And my golden pick uh, was a, a battle of the big guns in the Colonial, Charleston at UNC Wilmington. Uh, I picked UNC Wilmington, and Charleston won. So that's how my movement went last week. I got one point. Did pretty horrible. 
But here I am. I'm down 13 to Brandon. Um, he gave me the swack this week. Uh, and I'm taking Prairie View at Alabama State. And I'm taking Prairie View to win that game. I know nothing about either of those two teams. Um, I just needed a game that looked decent. So here we are. My underdog. Somehow, Oklahoma is the underdog at home versus Baylor. So I'm picking Oklahoma, obviously. My road pick, UCLA at Arizona State. Battle for the leaders in the Pac-12. UCLA is by far the superior team. Brandon gave me another Indiana game this week. Uh, Indiana at Illinois. And it would be wrong for me to pick anything but the home team. So for a temporary section of the year, go Illini. And I know you want, I know you want to yes. hear that. Yes. Uh, my golden pick is out of the Big 12. Cyclones, baby. Go TJ. Texas is going to fall to Iowa State in Iowa. Yep. Yeah, that's fair. So don't really have much to say. Gotta love the swack. You like my swack pick? Wasn't it good? I don't know anything about either of those teams. I could <laughs> Neither maybe do find I. them. Maybe find them in the 300s of my formula, but yeah. So, last week I accidentally picked a game for this week, so I lost points that way. So, that just kind of sums up my week. Um, Nevada did not beat San Diego State, but San Diego State did lose last week. So, yay to that. UConn did not beat Marquette. Big shocker, but now this week is kind of like, well, checks out. Uh, Indiana did not beat Penn State. I really don't like you for giving me that game. So You're welcome. I really should have chose Penn State, so Indiana would have won. <laughs> also, I don't want to see Indiana in the tournament. So, yeah. My golden pick, I got right. So, I got the lead, or got more points this week, so I got the first pick. I was very proud of myself for Georgia beating Mississippi State. But, Let's dive into this week. I picked all road teams to win this week. You gave me the big sky. So I picked Sacramento State to beat Idaho State. That'll be a good game, though. Um, Then, was it underdog first? Then I picked Georgia to beat upset Kentucky on the road. Uh, Road pick, I picked Wisconsin to beat Northwestern. You gave me Auburn at LSU, so I'm going to pick Auburn. Although, I'm not sure if I fully believe that. And then Kansas will go on the road to Kansas State and get the big win. So, that's my golden pick. All around, solid week. You love your Bulldogs, that's for sure. And every chance that I get to say Georgia, just because of how much you laid into me on that during our SEC preview episode, I'm going to say Georgia until I can't anymore. I will give it to you that they look like they're a bubble team right now. Uh, I would not make them a top tier SEC team. And going to beat a team at Rupp Arena is going to be a difficult task. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying that you're a, that's a stupid pick. I'm just saying that that's an unfavorable pick. But don't look now. They're sitting in fifth place. They are. In the SEC. And They've I also guess had a fair, fourth. 
They've also had a fairly easy SEC schedule so far. They haven't played Alabama yet. They haven't played Tennessee yet. They played Auburn. Yeah. Is Auburn that good? Yeah. <laughs> you, my friend, are the lost cause. You are the lost cause. Oh, my God. Anything else you want to say? Nope. The usual. We love you. We love you. We love you. Thank you guys for listening. Um, check out our socials. We had a fun YouTube. Um, yeah. We did your bracketology, check which was out. super fun. We're going to do my bracketology after we finish this and upload it on YouTube sometime this week. But they're fun to watch, and you get to see Kyle look like an idiot at some points in time. But also... He kind of looks like he knows what he's talking about for the most part. So, bravo to him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> check us out on our website. Check us out on Facebook. Check us out on Instagram. Check us out on the street. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we love you. Oh, my God. I'm yep. done for today. Yep. We love you. Uh, like Brandon said, check us out, especially on YouTube right now, but also Facebook, Instagram. Um, you know, um, but yeah, bracketology, we released my bracketology last week. Uh, it's a lot of fun, um, to see our opinions versus, um, what the experts are saying. And we're doing Brandon's bracketology today. Brandon's will be out, uh, later this week. Um, and that's all I got. So, uh, I'll, I'll end it there. We are the Saucy Staff Bros Podcast. We appreciate your time, and we'll see you all next week. Until then, peace out. Peace out.